Zama Ripa. Do I do Zama we Ripa. roll the R or no? Oh yeah, and there's two R's, so it's supposed to be Samaripa. Yeah. Samaripa. Ooh, I like that. So Brian, I can't roll R's and I'm the one See I'm gonna fuck it up now when I actually try to like, you know, speak. Samaripa. Just say Samaripa. That's why I tell people all the time, I'm like, you can say Zamaripa, it's okay. I'm not going to get offended because yeah. you don't pronounce it with a Spanish accent. Yeah, Zamaripa. I'm not going to cancel you because you anglicized <laughs> my name. But I don't know, say Zamaripa because it sounds a lot fucking better. So. Zamaripa. Zamaripa. Yeah, roll that shit. Ah, there you go. Uh, okay. Roll that shit. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Dangerous Rhetoric. This is episode 69. Oh, shit. And so appropriate <laughs> that we are joined <laughs> by another George. fabulous gay queen, Mr. George Zamaripa. Yes, hey. Welcome, George. Thank he's, you so much. Uh, he's thrilled at the episode number. There, I'm thrilled <laughs> only because it's such an easy joke, but in reality... <laughs> I mean, the is universe made it for us. It just so happened to work out that way. But honestly, though, is there anyone out there who actually likes 69? It's, <laughs> you know, it could I, be fun. I, I'm much more of a, like, let's take turns kind of person. Let's take turns. You know. I, it's, it's like a parlor trick to me. It's too yeah. <laughs> It looks, it looks great on, on video. <laughs> <laughs> looks good on video. Yeah. Bad video, bad in practice. Exactly. <laughs> looks great on video. <laughs> I mean, I always had I have I have a hard time focusing. Like I can't to do it and to to be doing it and receiving at the same time. It's just, you know, my brain. I'm like I like one thing at a time. This anyway. is uh, this is already our gayest beginning to like any episode. Ever. Very appropriate for yeah, Pride. We're going to get into Pride and some Pride things with yeah. all of y'all today. Look, it, but first, don't forget to like, yes. subscribe, comment, share the show with your friends. If you share the show with just one friend, it will really help the channel grow. We're having some amazing growth uh, recently thanks to our new short video format and thanks to a promotion from the wonderful Carrie Smith. Thank you, Carrie. Shout out, Carrie. Also, if you want to help marginalized voices, you know, you will take your reparations. <laughs> I know Pride Month is over. <laughs> I know it's July now, but, you know, look, if maybe you missed it. You know, maybe you were two days late and you were like, crap, I didn't help really my strong yeah. cis guilt that you're feeling yes. right now and you want to alleviate that yes. with a donation. You can make that donation at PayPal, Venmo, or Cash App. You can find links in, in the description below. But, Thank only you, for Daniel, but only for Daniel because he's <laughs> a cop. Yeah. <laughs> you're of color. Because I'm of color. Well, I don't know. Are you more Latino than me? I'm not sure. What is your, what is your heritage, sir? I mean, you don't so, know? No. no, of course. No, I was saying, I don't know if I'm, I mean, what is more or less Latino? Like, I don't care. Good question. So, no, I mean, I'm brown. And I, so, <laughs> my, no, my, my, my mother's family, um, many generations have been here in, uh, here in Colorado, in, in Southern Colorado. I, I'm in Denver, but, um, and, you know, own land, blah, blah, blah. Um, but my, and, uh, but Mexican. Um, and also, um, there's some um, there's some uh, Jewish blood in there as well from Spain. My my father um, was actually first generation um, from Mexico, um, but like for him, like only like maybe like two generations in Mexico, because his great my great 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 grandfather was Spanish. So I I don't know what any it's like you know. That's why all these conversations. It's just like it doesn't mean. Well, I don't, it, it does fascinate me. Like, I had a whole period of, like, 
genealogical interests and I did the ancestry.com stuff and all of that. And, you know, I was just curious because there were things that I had heard growing up that I wanted to verify to see how true those things were. And much of it actually was more true than I thought. And then there was some things in there that I found that I didn't expect to find. So, but I'm also Spanish from my mom's side. So my last name, De La Fe, is of the faith. She's Cuban, but her parents, you know, I mean, they're, she's pale as hell. And her blood, when you look at her blood, there's like a little bit of African in there, probably from the slave trade. And then it's all like, Spanish and a little bit and some Portuguese, almost half yeah. half. So I think one of her parents was a little more Portuguese and the other was more Spanish, but she was born in Cuba and then she came to the US when she was like 12. But my dad is like American as apple pie. So, and, and Italian. Oh, okay. That's where the attitude comes from. Yeah. So yeah, my, my grandma's side is the Serpico side. So if you ever seen the movie Serpico, with uh, the cop, you know, who so you know, blew the whistle on the bad cops. That's my, that's my blood. That's, he's like my grandma's second or third cousin or some shit. I've never, wow. yeah, I've never met him, but her maiden name is Serpico, Gloria Jean Serpico. That's so cool. Yeah. So, but the Mexican, I saw that. I was like, I can see that. I can see the Mexican background in you, but your last name, I'm like, it's definitely, he's probably more Latino than I, <laughs> but you're right. What is more Latino? I don't know. Or Latinx. I mean, sorry, I don't want to offend. Oh, <laughs> you guys probably saw that post on Facebook a couple of days ago where I was like, Latinx is like fetch. Stop trying to make it happen. Stop. I'm trying to stop it. Happen. <laughs> so wrong. Oh god. It's like, do you want to confuse Spanish speakers? Come on. It's a gendered language. Like, let it be. Right. Let it be. Gendered language. Leave it alone. I don't know. It's, so I guess we can jump into that. Speaking of this stuff, gendered language and all sure. that. So you know, you are good friends with Josh Slocum, and that was how we've. Heard about you we heard about you on the disaffected podcast loved your parents on a show we loved your parents on there and we always like to see other you know gay men who are man i hate to use the term gender critical i'm fucking tired of all these terms but you know who are questioning Based. what we're seeing happening in the quote-unquote lgbtq movement and things like the forced teaming and that sort of stuff the fact that you know we're, we're seeing a lot of it almost does feel like a hijacking and they hate when you, they hate when you say that because they'll say oh well you know look trans people were there fighting for your rights and all this stuff in the beginning and that and they they try to make it seem like they were at the helm and they were like the real push for the movement and when i talked to these people and i had one of these conversations on the street during pride and it was about that you know they were trying to explain to me educate me uh, about how trans people were you know at the forefront of the movement to fight for all of our rights and i was just like you know yeah there was there was some there and that concept was there but it was mostly like gay and lesbian men who you know sorry lesbian men <laughs> just lesbian gay and lesbian women who were fighting for of, uh, these rights forming the groups etc etc for the long having an argument yeah so that guy this guy with the shirt the shirt the crazy Hollywood? shirt yeah he was the one trying to like and so they were all like coming at me all at once. <laughs> like you don't even need to hear it. You can't really I hear it. I was just much. like, look, you just you see know. the body language yeah. here. But it's just, you know, I wanted to talk. This is one of the reasons we brought you on the show is we wanted to get more perspectives from other gay people 
who uh, are part of this quote unquote community, or right. I should say who feel like maybe we're not part of this community anymore. Well, first of all, I, and I told you guys this already, but I, first of all, I'm, I'm, I'm a little like starstruck because you guys got to hang out with Mike Harlow and you got to hang out with Carrie Smith, who I just, I just, they're awesome. We're and not even like, cool. Like, I'm just like, we're starstruck. Or Chris, who is like doing God's work. As he is. Yeah. I'm an atheist, but I can see, everyone knows what I mean by doing God's work. Oh. <laughs> um, but, you know, the thing, I, it's so important for us to have these conversations. And I, and I, and there was a time there was a time in, in in society when we could when we could have friends across across political divides, people who had different opinions, and we could all come together in someone's home and 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 have dinner and have difficult difficult conversations, you know, and and and, and still walk away respecting each other and and being able to 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 live next door, to be neighbors, to be friends. And it's, I feel like that's just gone. Like it's slip or it's just slipping away really, really yeah. quickly. Because it's, everything it's dissipating for sure. Yeah. But it's not like gone. I mean, I definitely still have a few friends on the other side, but it does feel like, like you said, like it's going away. It is. And, you know, I think one thing to, that I should probably let you guys know, I'm not dumping anything like, oh my God or anything like that. But, you know, I was a lot like Josh in terms of where I came from in terms of my ideologies, political beliefs and stuff. You know, he and I both went to the same college together. We were besties from college and and we've been besties ever since. And, and we were very much a part of this sort of leftist, post-structural, you know, with roots in Marxism ideologies that, that those were the things that we both carried water for. You know, I was a, I did queer theory in college, you know, I've read these things. And so it, it wasn't until, you know, a few years ago when I really started to, there were some, it wasn't even like the, it wasn't even like the, like the pride stuff or the LGBT stuff that sort of like was the thing that brought me into sort of questioning things. It was more like personal stuff at work when at my former job and dealing with some some bad i'll just say it i mean some really bad um co-workers who were just kind of ganging up on me over some stuff that was just ridiculous and i i started i got to this point where i was like i'm, I'm gonna quit these people are you know forcing me out and and my friend kind of just kind of grabbed me who he was staying with us um at that time and he kind of grabbed me and he was like no you're not gonna do this you're not going to allow somebody to run you out of, you know, of a job. Yeah. You're going to grab your balls and you're going to be, <laughs> and you're going to stand up to it and you're going, and you're, and you're not going to let these people win. And it, it, I don't know what the hell happened, but he like shook the pussy out of me. Like it just, <laughs> like it just happened. Like, you know, it, you know, and I've always been that person who I've always been very agreeable I, I don't, you know, conflict is I'm difficult with conflict, but, but all of a sudden he just was like, you need to stand up for yourself because no one's going to stand up for you. That's it. And I just, all of a sudden was just like, I have to do this. It's as, as uncomfortable as it's going to make me as anxious as it's going to make me, I have to do this because no one's going to speak up for me. 
And so that was kind of where I started reading books and I started like just kind of going out there and looking at stuff to try to help me mentally get a, a grasp and be a better person who was more like in touch with, with, um, you know, how to stand up to things and, and how to, how to speak up and, and be a little bit, be more, uh, confident in what I believed and, 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 and not allow people to walk all over me. And, and one of the first things that I read, this is kind of funny cause it's kind of woo woo. I don't know if you guys like, um, if you guys like Eckhart Tolle, but, um, Eckhart Tolle, familiar with him but yeah. never yeah. read any of his works i know he's really big in the whole new age movement and yeah and i'm not a bit yeah i'm not a big fan but one of the first things that kind of caught me was this line that says um if there's something wrong in your life if you're if you if you meet a challenge you have two options accept it or change it that's it and i and I sat there and I don't know why, I know it sounds, it sounds so simple, like duh. But at that point in my life, I was like, I can't accept this because it's wrong. So I have to change it. I have to do something about it. And that was kind of the thing that just like pushed me into this. <laughs> what, what were the things though that you felt you could not accept? Like, what was it that you felt was going too far? Um, so at the time I worked uh, on a university campus. <laughs> You're like, oh, that's it. <laughs> I, I worked at a university campus and I was, um, I was, I do marketing and communications. Um, and so I was working for a, a department there and I had a group of, of women, I'll just be honest, they were, they were a group of women who decided to, um, bully me basically. And, and what, if, and they were like, going to find a way, any way they could to kind of like do it. And one of the things they did was they started going to my director and telling them that I wore too much cologne. <laughs> and so, um, they were like, and so they actually like, and, and because we work at a university where everybody has to have a safe space, this whole scent free zone became a thing. <laughs> oh my God. And so like, that was basically what they tried to do. And so, and so I would, I would, I finally just, and so I, yeah, I didn't stop. I, you know, I like cologne and, and there were times well, when I would, you, you kept, there. you kept coming in smelling good and you were like, I'm going yeah, exactly. I'm I'm to smell good anyway. God forbid I take, and there were times where, and I would do this on purpose where I would not wear, not wear anything, nothing, no deodorant, nothing. And I would still get told that, that somebody, that there was something that I was wearing. And I'm like, now I know this is personal. Yeah. And that, exactly. And now I know this is, as, as Josh would say, this is a den of borderlines who like got together and want to like, you know, who want to bully a guy. And the thing, the funny thing is, and then as I started to extrapolate it more, I was like, here I am a gay dude. Right. And I'm thinking to myself, when I started to share this space with these three women, cause we had to share a, uh, an office space. I was excited because I thought, here I am, a gay dude. I get to share space with three women, and it's going to be kind of fun, and we're going to get along, and we're going to have all these things. And it was the furthest from <laughs> it. I became, and so, and that was the eye-opening thing where it was like, it didn't matter that I was gay. I was a man, mm -hmm. and I was going to be treated as such. Mm -hmm. 
And yeah. that was the thing where I was like, it's like you walk in expecting friends and it turns out to be like stranger things. You're like, Ooh, yeah. How did I end up in the upside down all of a sudden? Upside down, but that's the world nowadays, right? I thought it's, this was going to be a rom com. Yeah, well, <laughs> exactly. I thought I was Samantha. Like, what the hell? Every every HR department now basically is is that uh, it's, it's, it's these mean girls looking, I think, for any kind of woke um, infraction, you know, anyone who, who breaks a rule from, from the woke rule book in the workplace, it's like, they want to pounce, you know, like, like that video, uh, that Josh had on his show, of that crazy woman with oh, the HR, HR lady yes, with the deranged looking oh. eyes. Like, I've never like seen something so creepy like that, where someone just revealed just so readily like, who they really are. Like for anyone right who's camera. not aware, is, I'm sure you can just like go onto Twitter and search for like crazy HR lady or TikTok. Like, <laughs> you'll find it. Like, because she's she went viral and it's totally bad shit. Uh, she was basically like just a quick summary. She was just sort of like reminding everybody that you know all the woke people, all these woke women, they work in HR and that they will you know cancel you. And she was like really happy about it. Like you know we're gonna we're make watching. It so you're not gonna get a job, and we're watching and this, that, and the other. And so, <laughs> yes, yes, all up she in the camera. Would, she would go all up, all up in the camera, and like her eyes were like bugging out of her head i was like she was saying and the thing that josh pointed out which i thought was really good was that she was talking about all these horrible things about like losing your income not being able to get a job with glee but just so happy about it yeah Yeah. creepy creepy and these see those types those types were also very much at the helm of the you know response to the the cough 19 and they wanted everybody to get it yeah yeah, so just Hi. so just so you guys know, um, you guys know that I actually work in government marketing communications, so I have I have to be a little careful about what I talk about. Yeah, that's fine. Daniel but, Daniel notoriously skates the borderline between. No, us. I, I know I do too, and and that's the thing. Like you know, we're allowed to have our opinions. You know, that's that's the thing. But I I mean, one of these days. One of these days, we will talk about the last two years. I can tell you stories about the last. Oh, girl, I can't wait. I believe you. Uh, let's actually let's move a little bit. Yeah. Let's, let's move back to pride. Let's talk back I to wanted you. I wanted to go over some things that I have found okay. and just get your reaction. Sure. Um, so this was this was an article. I haven't seen this. So we're gonna start with tame, and then we're gonna get progressively more outrageous. <laughs> okay, as, as we go. <laughs> This is relatively tame here. Scout Association faces backlash over a new, quote, trans fun badge for members as young as four years old, which have been slammed as inappropriate. This is an article from the Daily Mail. So I'm assuming this is some sort of UK scout group, Uh, but they introduced some new badges. They were offered a pride fun badge, a bisexual fun badge, or a lesbian fun badge, as well as the trans fun badge. Critics are saying that it is inappropriate to involve children in a adult political movement. <laughs> that's my reaction. It's like, hold on, let George go. What do you think, George? No, that's my reaction too. <laughs> why do we keep having to have these conversations? Like, why do we keep having to say, you know, this plus children equals bad? Like, why do we have to keep? doing it. I have a question. What was that? 
That's a good question. I know. Why? The, here's the thing. I'm just going to get right to it. The thing that really pisses me off about a lot of this is that because of the forced teaming that the BLT community has been forced into, I like to refer to the BLT community. I like um, it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but because of, because of the alphabet soup, the alphabet mafia, and because of the forced teaming with everybody put together, for some reason, there's, for some reason, there's this whole group of people because they're, they're, they're in the cult, right? It's a cult. Um, they can't see that when the blowback comes, we're all gonna get it. <laughs> but that's why that's why they call us pick me's now that's why you know they say people like us think that we're somehow gonna spare ourselves from these evil conservatives oh, no. <laughs> definitely you know, not who are gonna have the backlash on us but you know look you're completely right the more we dissolve say, these boundaries they also say the same thing about yeah. you know black conservatives they call them like the uncle tom insult you know they they do the same thing it's like yeah. anytime you know, a voice steps out of line from what they perceive as acceptable, all of a sudden they have to just, you know, blast you with hate in order to get you right back in line. Just be like, oh, look, we're going to ostracize you from, from this alphabet soup community. You're going to be kicked out. Nobody's going to like you and you're not going to be yeah. able to get a job. It's like, we're not even like asking for anything like that's complicated too. It's just keep the kids out. Like I tweeted something a few days ago, uh, I think last week actually. I said, can we all go back just a smidge? to a time when events relating to gay stuff, sex, and sexuality stayed in spaces for adults only and kids stayed in their kid world. That'd be great, thanks. Like, why is this such a hard It's thing? like, dude, it's, we came to a place where we already, like we had the equal rights, we had gay marriage, we had all this stuff. It's like, why do we need to push this further? Why does it need to be in schools? Why does it need to, like, why do we need to involve 14, 15, 16 year olds at Pride and, and all that stuff? Like they can, you know why I'm just so tired of having to explain myself. And I know you understand this, George, because it, it gets tiresome that we're, we are going to get lumped into this, like you said. So and this one, this one is just maybe we won't be spared. I don't know. Oops, the volume. <laughs> it says something about here to promote the LGBTQIA agenda in schools. Okay. Uh, children into something. So basically, like they're protesters, you know, they're pride. This is in London, I believe. Yeah, there's uh, there's this idea too that everyone pushing how young this, the people are here. Let me put this it's point out there kids. really quick, Brent, because this is a good one. You know, there's this idea out there too that everyone pushing back against this has to be Christian, not just that like straight white Christians in particular. And it's like here we are, we're speaking to an atheist, you know, a Latino man, a gay man, and it's like. And then, you know, here are Brett and I, we, we all very much break this mold of the narrative, too, that is being pushed by the media about the types of people who are speaking out against this stuff and, you know, who have some questions about where all of this is heading. And, and even just that, like, you can't, it's not even like, you don't even have to be, like, against it now to get the backlash. It's just, just having some goddamn fucking questions is going to, to get you ostracized by friends is going to have them think all these really terrible things about you right off the bat, just because you want to ask like, well, Hey guys, you know, maybe this is going a little too far or like, you know, may, is there an age cutoff point where maybe kids shouldn't be getting surgeries and hormones? And so no, shut up, you bigot. Well, and then you see here, it's mostly kids that are having. Yeah. The and of course that's, of course it is because, you know, 
when you're a kid, you think you know everything and you don't know shit, you know, and, you know, and here I am. I, I mean, we've all done it, right? We've all been we all go through it. Yes. Yeah, exactly. You know, and that's why, you know, and then the whole, you know, that's why the whole idea of like believing a four-year-old knows what gender they are yeah. or that they're born in the wrong body is so fucking ludicrous it's crazy it, it's beyond me and and here's the thing like and, and nobody will say it but i'm gonna say it if you well i know people are saying it but i'm gonna say it here as well as, as a gay person if that's actually what you believe then you believe that children can consent to having sex that's period end of conversation that's where this goes if you yep. believe that children can consent to bodily changing them to changing themselves bodily and believe and believe that they know who they are then you believe that children can consent to having sex period yeah. end of conversation it's, That's not, it's crazy that so many who are really advocating for this stuff in this you know the affirmative care and all of that don't see that i like, hate the, that the phrase slippery, i hate, yeah. I hate the phrase care. affirmative care yeah, yeah like it is not it's them. not affirming anything yeah and it's not care <laughs> it's affirming a lie, which is kind of the opposite of an affirmation, which again shows you like the weird pathological well, reversal. They marriage. think right. it's care. They think they really are helping. And that's, you know, and it, it is, it is important to understand that when we're dealing with these people and when we're talking with them, cause it's like, look, I'm sure some of them sure are malicious. I'm sure some of them are, you know, predators and, you know, of course the predator is going to like stopping puberty because, they don't like puberty, right? <laughs> the point the point is, it's like I don't know. It's there there has to be there has to be some more pushback on this somehow. And there has to at least be a space where we can have well, the and you see what happens, man. You see because, what happens when we get the pushback is we have well, these very kids, young children. Like you said, and again, and this is in London, so this was a more of a you know. In New York, we didn't really yeah. have anything like that. We weren't attacked. The most we had was we got a little heckled by the yeah. crowd. At one point, they but, think they're the rebels, though. You look at that footage and uh, stuff, and that's that's what this is, you know. And and you see these old guys, you know, with their signs and shit. And it's like, here's the youth, and here's the here's you know the old guys. And the media takes that and they spin it, and they're like, oh well, look, this is the old generation class with the new. And to some extent, that is what it is, but it's not totally that, you know. No, it's not. Here's the here's the question: What do you think these guys are gonna do to you? What are they doing to you? Nothing. Right? Yeah. You know, here's and and here's the other slippery slope, right? Where it's like, now we're now we're seeing this thing where it's like, now we want to compel speech, right? Where it's like, we want to compel people to use pronouns. We want to compel people not to say certain things or to say certain things. And it's like, wait a minute. Everything falls apart once we start to once we start to legislate speech. Everything goes down from here. Like it's it's bad, bad. <laughs> well, it, it, it was the first amendment they added on there when they ratified the constitution for a reason. <laughs> Cause they, they, they understood. I think that that was the one that all the other ones that they needed to add on there later. Here's another one I you saw, know, which is interesting. Was based, we're based, that's the foundation, right? So this was from, again, I think this is some, I think this is the, uh, somewhere in, in Europe, but first obviously. First of all, it is criminal to be wearing that outfit. <laughs> 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 
First and foremost. Call the gay police and arrest the exactly. How dare you? Oh, wow. This is not my community, ladies and gentlemen. What do we have? We have rainbow suspenders with a black belt. First of all, you're not supposed to do suspenders and a belt. That's wrong. Right? Hello, one or the other. Yeah, and, and like juxtaposing with like this, she's like got you know pride up top and like going to work on bottom. I'm just this very This person's confused. obviously non-binary because they're like <laughs> 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 And then but, we, we yes, have to get so, Ukraine involved because Ukraine apparently is gay. That's the new woke cause. It's the new woke cause. It's the yeah. cause cure, exactly. Who cares if a lot of them hate gay people over there? Who cares, Brent? I thought it was this little juxtaposition. Yeah, but you know, I think I think you are right that the speech thing is very much where the slippery slope has um, taken off. I think it was the real turning point, and I, I always go back to Peterson because I have to, in a sense, because 2016. And what happened to him for making those videos about Bill C sixteen and in Canada, like that that felt like such a huge cultural turning point for me personally. Because you know, looking back at it and everything that has happened since, man, was he so fucking right about so much of everything that he was saying and, and blowing the whistle on back then. And I know it didn't just start with him. You know, there was the Evergreen incident with uh, Brent uh, Brett Weinstein that as was well after. No, that I think that was 2015, actually. Was yeah, or maybe I'm confusing it with the Halloween costume shit. I think that that was before. That was at I think Yale. Yale. So was that 2015? Because one of the I think it may have been the Halloween costume thing was like the first real like incident that I remember, kind of making media headlines. Mm -hmm. And then Evergreen was like a huge like wake up, like wow, this is really spilling out there and. <laughs> Uh, it's becoming more serious. And then Peterson was just like, he, I think, opened up the floodgates and really, um, <laughs> he started, I think, a national, international conversation about this, almost almost single-handedly. I don't want to give him too much credit, but I do give him a lot. <clears throat> yeah, well, that's Peterson. You know what? I have to tell you. So, again, I used to be one of these Wokies. Um, not, I, and I don't think I was ever as woke as what you're supposed to be now, right? Because the, the goalposts are always moving. You're, you know, someone's always going to be more woke than you the next day. And so, you you know, then everyone has to scramble to get up to that point, right? The competition, guys. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's it's very much second verse, same as the first. So, um, uh, and it is a competition. That's a good way of putting it. It's like, you know, look at the good I do, right? Yeah. <laughs> Trademark. It's such a brand. Um, but... The thing, the thing that's, that's, I lost my train of thought. I don't even know what I was going to say. <laughs> How many farm heads did you take, George? She's in Denver. It's legal there. She's in Denver. Um, exactly. This is another I, one that I saw. Like, so this thing that, that comes keeps coming back is they keep trying to include children in different ways. Yeah, just stop. And I've been mining, like, just for today, I mined libs of TikTok just for a few things. And you can see up here I have all these tabs open. Most of them are from libs of TikTok about the inappropriateness of Pride events. But you can see they have all these little kids, you know, having their little pride parade. And while it's adorable, I mean, I think it's really dangerous. And again, it's not for it's not the 
kids. For them. It's not for them. Why is that so controversial like they don't, now? They don't need, to like, say, we don't need like, to, like, I, I think this is just a little bit much. They don't need to know about <laughs> what my existence means. You know, they could maybe know that, oh, like, you know, Uncle Dan and, like, Uncle Brent are, like, together and really like each other and that's it they don't have to know what that means they don't have to understand anything further than that that comes later they don't have to even fucking know the word sexuality oh it comes later fourth grade and shit like that it's just like well yeah so what i was gonna what i well first of all i want to say welcome to the queering of america yes because that's exactly what this is and that's what i've been trying to stress to people this is not what gays and lesbians asked for when the Stonewall riots broke out, <laughs> we were pissed off because police were bugging us all the fucking time. Yeah. And we wanted to just be able to go to a goddamn bar and have yeah. a drink. In our without, spaces. In our, our spaces. Adult without, spaces. Without getting harassed. That yeah. was it. We yeah. wanted to live a dignified life. We wanted to be able to have a job and not get fired. To be able to live with our partner, go to have... We basically wanted to be normies yes. with our same-sex partner. Yes. That was it. That was it. That's all we wanted. We weren't asking for anything special. We weren't asking for people to kiss our ass. I certainly wasn't asking for a fucking month yep. of, of people parading around Thank and you. screaming shit. God, I, I'm like... And I said it the other day. I don't want pride. I'm... I'm ready to drown it in the bathtub. I'm done. <laughs> Fuck it. I don't care. I agree, Jake. <laughs> we need to go back to a single day, maybe a weekend. I think, I, I, or, or we can do Pride Week and then follow it with Shame Week. Shame I would fucking week. love that. Like yeah. shame immediately after, where you shame everyone for everything they did in Pride Week. You take a week of abstinence to appreciate. Exactly. So, how many guys were you in that room with? Girl. Shame. Shame. Uh, How many days were you unable to sit down? Oh. (laughs) So, we're starting to move into less... less acceptable so the first few things i found were cool you know questionably yeah the first couple of stuff was really mild of the stuff so this that is was now mild. okay now here we have a this is another from lives of tiktok we have a screenshot of an oklahoma pride organization uh this is from june 13th calling all musicians drag artists and dancers and talents ages 13 to 20. Is currently uh, our youth organization is currently accepting applications for perfor- performers. Don't miss your chance to perform at Pride Fest. Link in bio. So they're looking for young people under the age of twenty, older than thirteen, um, to perform at their event. Um, yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, I feel that we <laughs> should. That I feel that the local authorities should be contacted and they should launch a fucking investigation into whoever's running the event and and set that age gap. There you go. Go go do some digging around. Why man. not eighteen to twenty five? Yeah. What the hell is this? <laughs> Why stop at thirteen? Why don't you say you know newborn to now? Yeah. Right? <laughs> Here's my aborted fetus in a in a pride flag. Isn't it cute? <laughs> Why stop there? Pride, oh, everybody. Yay. Why have any boundaries at all? It's right? just like eight, eight, 
18 is already very young, you know, and an 18 year old still is developing. Their mind is not totally developed. So it's like, that's a fine cutoff age already. It's like, that's pretty young. 25, like 25 year olds are great. I look, you know, I wish I was still 25. Although I look better now because I'm more muscle. Oh. I'd be less gray. Oh, okay. Not about you, Dana. But, but my point is like, <laughs> what I is don't, your point? I don't understand why they have to keep pushing it younger and younger is my point. I don't like it's the, the only explanation. The only explanation is that there are predators and predators involved in this stuff and they want to latch onto all the rights well, movement and they want to normalize themselves as their own, like their own identity, their own that. sexuality. But there's like, also this like neo-Marxist desire to inculcate the very young with this radical new ideology so that as they age, they see this weird cultural gap between themselves and their parents, and they—that is how you foment a communist revolution. True, that and we're seeing it. That's seeing absolutely it. correct. And, and, the, and the, the thing that annoys me about this is, like, you know, I'm not—I'm not for. Trust me, I'm not for any of this. I'm not for revolution. <laughs> but the thing that bothers me about it, look at these people that they're trying to inculcate into this so-called revolution. <laughs> Would you be afraid of any of these people? No, a lot, a lot of them look low T, doughy, sad, depressed. They're wearing masks. Their half their heads are shaved. They wear blue hair, piercings everywhere. And I'm not saying you can't like have piercings and things like that and look very attractive and healthy. But a lot of them don't look attractive and healthy. They look like emaciated or overweight. It's one or the other. <laughs> And what advice? And what advice? And you guys have probably seen this on on Twitter when I've said it. Why do they look like they're rotting from the inside out? Because they are. Maybe there's they no are. there's no depth in there. Like their soul has been sucked out by the ideology, and it's been replaced. Like or you know, they, it's or like, they're really damaged people. Or yeah, I think it's both. Yeah, I think I think when you're damaged, you're going to be more susceptible to wanting to be included and to feel like you're part of something. So you're going to fall for some ideology. You're going to fill that void in your life. And, and some people fill it with religion. And at this point, I'd rather have them fucking fill it with that because this woke shit is like, it is, it's destroying our culture. <laughs> it's destroying comedy. It's destroying entertainment. It's just so over it you know and i don't want to see a big swing back to the other side either but come on we need some neither do i but you know some principles would be nice yeah just a bit, like, you know nice. just some boundaries like some basic you know let's protect the kids and the community speaking of you know we were here in new york and i didn't see anything yeah, particularly well, egregious but apparently um, here we are. That's Washington yeah. Square Park. Washington Square Park. Yeah. Somebody just decided to go full frontal, you know, just hanging out there, letting yeah. it all out. We we weren't <laughs> in that area. But, you know, what I will say about New York Pride is we did not see many kids there who looked, like, way too young to be there. Um, but so, there, there were a couple of families with small children, but generally the children were in the mid-teen range. There, there's, you know, a lot of young days. people there, and I think maybe some of their ages were questionable because I don't know, you know, if they were unmonitored or not, probably not. But, um, you know, there was only like a couple, like really little kids there and it did make me feel kind of uncomfortable. I'm just like, why are you here? Like, <laughs> go home, like bring your kid home, like well, get a babysitter. So, and then it, it just continues. But then there was this, this oh, yeah. was in Minnesota so gross too. and you can literally see the children in the background. Like, 
and this guy's just like gyrating. He's not even hot. Adult diaper. This <laughs> is gross for audiences. I just why why it's why? It's a fetish. It's a kink. You know they they enjoy the attention. They get a, a you know. And this is what people don't understand. I'm, I'm gonna say something here. Okay, so and and this is you know take it for what it's worth. But like so I, I don't know if you guys know this, but like I've lost. I'm I'm on I'm on a, I'm on my I'm on a weight loss journey. Yeah. Oh, you're on a journey? I love Don't journeys. say journey. Josh hates that I word. Journey. I know. That's why I said it that way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on a weight, I'm on a weight gain journey, so I'm in the opposite. <laughs> well, you can have mine. So I'm on a <laughs> trade. This is another thing that's happened over the last, you know, two couple years. So like, you know, now that I'm I'm becoming more like, you know, I need to be more responsible. I need to stop lying. If not and I need to stop allowing these things to happen and it has to happen across the board. And so I just, I told my husband, I'm like, this is it. I'm done. I've got it. You know, I have a lot more life to live. I am. I, I, I love the life that we have. You know, we went to Mexico um, for vacation last year and we had a blast, but I was at the heaviest I have ever been. And I was like, I don't want to live my life like that. I don't want to, I don't want to not enjoy things with you and not take partake in them because my body is keeping me from doing this. There's no reason for me to do it. The only reason is, is that I'm not strong enough to do something about it. And so I need to toughen up and do it. And I've lost 60 pounds nice. in the last couple of months. Hell yeah. And I am, and I'm still working on it. But, but, but going back to this video that I see, I'm like, I see something like that and I'm like, you know, I think it's, you know, Oops, sorry. If you want to feel good, I'm surprised there's not a poo stain on the back. Of <laughs> but you know, but like, nobody wants to see that. Nobody wants to see that. I don't want to see that. I don't want children seeing that. And and it's a bad thing now to say it, but I'm gonna fucking say it. It's gross. I don't want to see it. Go to your bear party. And, 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 and be as debauched and whatever in your adults-only bear party and have fun. Yes. Don't bring it out here on the fucking street and prove to everybody what a degenerate piece of shit you are. Yep. Yeah, it's not a cute look. It's a bad look. It makes all of us look bad. And, and I agree with you. You know, like, go to your adult spaces and that's fine. Like, whatever you're going to do, like, whatever. It doesn't affect other people. You can do your consenting weird adult kink shit in any place, you know, that's for that. But, like, when you start bringing it onto the streets where there's families and it's just, again, it's, a, it's such a bad, yeah, bad as, look for us. As a gay community or a member of the gay community, because I like to refer to it as the gay community. I don't even like to, you know, give them the time of yeah. day with their crazy. We'll be the G's. As a yeah. member of the gay community, I think that, you know... These people are just like, like they're little hangers on, you know, they're exhibitionists, they're kinksters and, you know, they may not even be homosexual and by association, they are tarring us with all of their publicly debaucherous, you know, kinky, depraved behavior. And it's not, it's not a good look. It's not good for us and it's not good for the kids. And, you know, the only person it's good for is the people that gets their little, you know, their little jammies, you know, going out there once a year and strutting their stuff on the street, shaking their behind, like, Girl, make a TikTok. Like, this is why we have, you know, social media. Like, this is... Yeah, well, and 
there's a lot of problems with that too. We can go into this. Well, this like, one was also Matt. here. We have like a holy, holy naked dude in a little like comical rabbit. Thing. Yeah, this one really creeped me out because just like there's something about like the bunny costume that feels like you're trying to attract kids. Go you get what I mean? It's just right? so it's like just... it's creepy. Like go go to the fucking gym at least too. Like if you're gonna go flopping around there. With Titties hanging out and shit. Like, come on, bro. Like, body positive of you, Daniel. I don't care. I I promote gay body fascism. Gay body fascism. Gay body fascism. What is gay body fascism? I don't know, but I saw this thread about it of this like muscle daddy bro who had an OnlyFans somehow virtue signaling to people about their shirtless picture uh, I saw and, and sh sharing their gym uh, selfies and their gains in progress and they've got to be mindful you know of not making other bodies feel you know not included in gay spaces and you can't say your body's ready for pride because that means other bodies that don't look are like yours are not ready for pride and i'm just like get the fuck out of here with this shit like your insecurity is not my problem it's no one's but problem it's yours like but that's the thing these people need to say that and they yes. have to say it because if they don't say it they'll lose their bread and butter on yeah. on on only fans right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's not like they're at, you know what show me an only fans person that actually says that who's going out there and giving pity fucks to fat fucks who are shaking their ass like that's this true on video show me that person and i'll give them a cookie and I'll give them a cookie. <laughs> I guarantee that's not happening. He it's was like happening. a, and it's just funny too, because like someone commented on that thread and they shared a video of them scrolling through his feed of things that he like liked and retweeted. And it's like all these like fit guys and like, yeah, so it's just like, he was just like, is this you? Total <laughs> hypocrites, you know? It's it's all virtue signaling. It's world it's, it's just like, it's so disingenuous. Yeah. It's just disingenuous. And then and then you're the bad person for pointing it out. Yeah. Well, we, we talked about this stuff, too, on the show before with um, our friend Cassandra Starson. Um, she, you know, she criticizes the body positivity movement as a whole a lot, you know, not just in the gay community where I think you're probably going to find more body fascism than ever, probably. <laughs> Um, but she criticizes it across the board and particularly, you know, among women and just this whole movement of heavy women, like congregating as like their own, like identity. Yeah. And stuff. Now, like the fat community is a thing. It's like, what? You're, you're that's not an identity. It's, it's, so it's, so weird. it's so stupid. I mean, to the point where they're literally saying there are TikToks out there with like, with these people who are obviously morbidly obese. Yeah who are crying because their doctor, because they've gone to the doctor and they've been triggered because their doctor has told them you're obese and you need to lose weight or you're gonna fucking die because you're gonna die of diabetes. Hello, it's a real thing. No one made it up. It's not constructed. Like you like to say everything in the world is, you know, this is real. When they, you're gonna, when you lose your fucking foot, you're gonna wonder what the fuck happened. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, it's it's definitely insane, and this is like kind of where we're at. We have people that are just full I'm on. Angry, I'm sorry. No, it's good. I like the yeah. passion. This one was also similar to the last one. I think this was on the left coast somewhere, like Seattle, I believe. 
but you can see there's like, you know, full on naked bike ride just happening. I don't even know if I can show this on YouTube. Yeah, we might have to. I like, might have to pause it before a penis flashes on screen. Or we might have to like blur it. Wait, they'll, they'll let like tits on here, but we can't have any. I don't know. Dangling. Actually. Dangling bits. But I'm, I'm assuming <laughs> a little butt might be okay, but dangling bits might be a bridge too far. Okay. But anyway, there were dangling bits. There's some dangling bits. There's nothing there. <laughs> well, yeah. it's, it's well, you know, it must be, where, where was chilly? Where was the sprint? Uh, this was in Seattle. Yeah. So, you know, again, I think a lot of this stuff is more on the West Coast because, again, we're, in New York City Pride, we didn't really see. There was no nudity this. like this. Well, no, I saw like two sets of titties or three. There were some titties. Titties, titties with pasties is a regular occurrence here in New York. Oh, yeah. Well, no, I saw some full blown like tits out. At least oh, full blown once. out. No yeah, pasties. Were, no pasties. Actually, I think that's technically legal here. It is. If yes. I recall correctly. Yep. Yeah. It is legal, um, in New York. but you can see it right in front. You know, right in front, like the marching right ahead of them was like small children, and there's also small children all along the sides here. And like, I get it. Like, nudity is not necessarily like non-sexual nudity is not necessarily a bad thing for kids. Like, you know, taking them to nude beach, whatever. But that's like, you yeah. know, your choice. That's your context. It's not like, and this is also a very sexual event, you know, considering it's pride, it's around, you know, gay men and, or what was yeah. ostensibly a gay men's coming out celebration. And I get that families can choose to do these things. And obviously you can choose to do whatever you want to, oh, you know, you, oh, God. you can bring your kids to whatever Hold event on, we'll you get want. Um, but I don't know. I guess the question here is like, should you, and should we encourage, should we be encouraging them to bring them? And I think that's kind of what we should be looking at here is like maybe the answer to that is no like we should not be encouraging it but there's another way to look at this too like we do have laws about say bringing kids into like places where you drink or you know where strip club like strip clubs things like that so should pride events be regulated in that way i don't know should there be an age limit perhaps because you got to choose like it has to be one of the other because if you're going to have these sorts of public events like this and the sex stuff is going to be there the kids can't be if you're going to have these pride events and you want the kids to be there the sex stuff needs to go it can't be there but i personally lean towards just not having them be there because lgbt stuff inherently is about sex that is what it is about. That's what the identity thing and all, like, what is your identity that you're talking about? Who you're talking about? Who you sleep with. It is about sex. So just leave kids out, I think, in general. And maybe we should just start limiting them. And then there you go. You can leave some of your weird shit at these pride events. And I think I would have less, less of a problem with it. And I think maybe even a lot of people who are more cons actual conservatives would have less of a problem with it as well. I agree with you. I, you know, we've, we've, uh, here in, here in Denver, the, they have, when they have the, the actual pride fest, it's, it's, it's two days. It was just last weekend actually. And it's, so it's Saturday and Sunday and Saturday is family day. Okay. And, um, I have been to pride on family day. There's no difference between family day and regular pride on Sunday. You still have, I mean, you have all these families and everything there, but you still have people walking around in bondage gear and, you know, in horse hooves and, you know, pup pups and, yeah. and all kinds of shit like this. And it's like, 
what what makes this any different than the other day? You're just it's again virtue signaling that you're like you've got a day for the kids, but it's really no. It's, it's not it's though. It's not a day for the kids, and this no. this is this is the line we got to draw. We got to say this is not a day for the kids, and if you're gonna make it that, ban the kink stuff from that day. If you're gonna have a family day for Pride, which again I think is not really a good idea. Period, because all this shit is inherently about sex. But just ban that stuff. Ban all the exhibitionism stuff. Ban, like, any kink things, you know, on that day for a kid-included event. Like, it doesn't, but that's the thing. Like, it doesn't have to be, it doesn't, it doesn't always yeah. have to be about sex. You know, yeah. you know, why, why couldn't we, why couldn't we have something where we, where we come together and we actually, like, celebrate our, you know, that, that there's, that there's this thing that's brought us together in the community or, community. I, I hate that word because it's really um, you know, but that's brought us together so that we can actually, you know, it's that whole never forget thing, right? Yeah. Like, like, so we, we actually talk about our history and, and things like that, but it's not that anymore. It's, it's, not, not. it's not. It's that that's still there though. And I'm glad you brought this up actually because you know I have been finding a bit of that on Twitter and just meeting other people like you and people like Josh and stuff and and there's been, you know, it's made me realize more the tradition in gay culture, especially yeah. among gay men. I'm, I'm sure there's something similar among lesbians, but I don't know that many lesbians, so I can't tell you. But like, you know, the, the older generation very much does mentor the younger generation. And there's a, there's a shared experience we have, I think, is what you're talking about there. Um, I don't like the word community either because... Uh, like you said, it doesn't feel like that anymore. But I think we still have that shared experience and there are still gay men who are finding a way, right, to mentor the yeah. young ones. And sure. I think well, I was, I've been thinking about this a lot because one of the things I've been thinking about is just, you know, how few gay men are going to have kids. It's just not many of us are going to do that. It's just it's, even in today's world where we can and it's easier for us, I still think the general experience of gay men is that we're probably not. And I think that's why we see that kind of mentor culture where the younger and older generations sort of look after each other because when we get older, we're going to need someone to look after us. <laughs> and, and that's the reality of it, right? Is like people who don't have kids, typically it's less likely they're going to have that. And I think gay men had to sort of stick together, especially because back in the day, like so many were disowned by their families and right. didn't have people to look after them. So, you know, I want to see more of that camaraderie and it is there. And I think, I think just maybe from being part of this pushback to the radical stuff, we're starting to form that again in a way. You know, I, maybe I, here's what I think. I, I don't, I want that to happen. I really do. I, 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 you know, I appreciate the, the, I'm sure we all feel that way. We appreciate the, the, the older men who had our backs, you know, and who in one way or another took care of us or, or, you know, mentored us through, you know, some pretty tough times when you're a teenager. Um, or even in a, a young adult, yeah. but I want, I want to do that, but I don't want to do it. If it means I have to be, I have, if it means that I have to be Peter Pan for the rest of my life and I have to be stuck in, in, in a constant state of adolescence yeah. is that's exactly what so much of gay, what so much of the gay community is stuck in that we, we can't become adults 
we are we are perpetual Peter per, Peter Pans. Did you like that? <laughs> <laughs> um, and and we're and we're and we're adolescently we're we're stuck in adolescence and we don't grow up, and we don't grow up and actually go, oh. I have responsibilities that I need to think about. I have a responsibility to myself, to my partner, to my community, to these sorts of things. And it's time for me to, not to quote the Bible, but to, you know, um, to put away childish things and be a man. To clean your room. Yes! That was the thing that I forgot to say. I used, as a Wokey, I had no idea who Jordan Peterson was when all of that was happening. All I knew was Jordan Peterson equaled bad man. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I knew. I remember reading, a, I think it was an Atlantic article that was just like scathing yes. about him. And I, of course I read it and I'm like, God, this guy's a piece of crap, blah, blah, blah. You know, when I finally was like starting to come out of this and I started to listen to Jordan Peterson, I was like, why did I think this? Yeah. This guy's amazing. And, and gay men, I think more than ever need what he's saying. And, you know, I want to go back to this idea of the Peter Pan syndrome, because there's something to that, you know, and I know me personally, I didn't go through that, that promiscuous, like club phase and all that stuff. But I do think, you know, my growth was stunted in certain ways, just from being gay. And I do think gay men, you know, have particular problems. I do think there is a lot of father issues. I've noticed a lot of that. There's definitely a pattern there. And, you know, I want to bring it back to the idea of kids and the fact that we're not going to have them generally. And I think this is part of the reason we we see that. Actually, it's one of two reasons. There's that and there's not having the mediating force of a woman, I think, is part yes, of it. Men are, so men are more likely, they're less likely to say no to sex, throw a whole bunch of men together. They're going to just pleasure, 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 right? And there's there's no mediating force to kind of calm that but the kids thing i think is the big reason why a lot of gay men just don't grow up is that we don't have that responsibility come into our lives and i know it doesn't always happen i know there are a shitload of deadbeat dads out there and and parents in general but i also know many men you know friends of mine people who like didn't have their shit together and then as soon as they had a kid it just, it changed them, you know, it, it straightened them up and made them, you know, reoriented their priorities and it really made them have to kind of change themselves so they can be there for that kid. So they had to become more responsible adults and you don't see that in the gay community. And I think it's just sort of by default. Um, I don't, I, you know, I don't know if adopting and all of that is necessarily the answer. I'm not saying, you know, all gay men should go out there and adopt so they can become more responsible individuals, but we definitely need to be talking about this and addressing this as a culture, you know? Yes. We have, there is, it is high time that the gay community in particular had a reckoning. It is high time for a reckoning about our abuse of drugs, about our abuse of sex. Yeah abuse of each other through these things, about our abuse of ourselves, um, of our irresponsible behaviors and our thoughts and our actions across the board. Maybe we also need to have a conversation about the fact that, you know, maybe kink, maybe there's something there that we need to actually talk out with a doctor. (laughs) Maybe we need something, maybe there's, maybe there's something, maybe we shouldn't be sexualizing our traumas, you know? 
I've, I've had a theory that, that kink and fetishes are just sort of like emotional scar tissue. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I remember so you, obvious. you mentioned like abandonment issues possibly being tied to some of that stuff. Like, you know, especially the people who want to be like tied down and restrained and that sort of thing. Well, it's interesting to well, think about, possible. you know. Yeah. The only reason I think about that one particular case is because I had an ex who was adopted as an infant and he likes to be tied up and, and worked on, so to speak, in a bondage way. But that's the thing, like, you know, when are we going to actually deal with these in a healthy way instead of fetishizing it? You know, yeah. when are we going to deal with our trauma the way adults are supposed to deal with trauma? Face it, realize what it is, make your peace with your demons, and then move on. Yeah. Don't wallow in it. Yeah. And we'll, we have this, this this culture of radical acceptance where it's like, everything is okay. Don't judge me. It's like, no, like we need a little judgment and yeah. not everything is okay. And sometimes there are red flags that are indicators of problems that we can't just leave unaddressed. Yeah. So I made a joke with, with uh, Josh. I think it might have been on the – because I've been on his show twice. I think it was the first time I was on. Um and that was, and it was about kink. And it, it, I can't claim this. It's actually my husband who said this because you guys should meet Clay. He's hilarious. Um, and like one of the smartest people I've ever met. It's probably why I'm married to him. But um, he's, um, he, he, he loves to say when we have this kink story, he's like, yeah, you know, if the only way that you can come is to get run over by a 1983 Ford Escort, you might want to talk to somebody about that. <laughs> it's so true, though. It's like all these, like, all these extra steps just to, like, get off. It's like there might be. Maybe just maybe there's something there that you're not looking at and analyze. Maybe it comes from somewhere, you know. Look, I met whatever. a gentleman once. Um, this quick, quick story, and then I want to go back to some of this footage because I know you got to run. Um, but I met a gentleman once in the uh, the bondage community here in New York City, who identified as straight, but his night gig was putting sharp implements through the genitals of other men, uh, and for the service he would be paid twenty five hundred dollars an hour. Wow. Uh, with a minimum of two hours for a, a session for him to be booked. Oof. So, and then, you know, I naturally, I ended up seeing his junk and he's got, you know, all kinds of, you know, piercings and things all up and down the whole thing. I like how you said naturally. I well, seeing he, his junk. Like just, natu you know, oh, yeah, just that. Naturally comes out when you're in it. We were in a bondage. Well, and then at the end of the night, this straight guy with a girlfriend ended up in the sling, and we'll just leave it there. <laughs> but anyway, I wanted to just dangerous rhetoric, guys. Sorry. <laughs> we apologize to our Christian viewers. I saw this one and I was like, what am I looking at here? Oh, like, dear. this is clearly a biological man. Yeah. But having a, I don't know, some sort just, of like exposition. I mean, we have to like describe this to people who are listening so right now. If you haven't seen the video, this is the guy in the costume where he's wearing the penis on his head and he's got the vagina between his legs and he is uh, thrusting himself with himself and doing like a street performance. He's uh, inserting the giant penis head into the vagina in between the legs of the outfit. <laughs> it's just this stuff it like and they'll say they'll probably say some bullshit like oh it's art 
it's you know performance art blah 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 but blah this blah. isn't pride I just, like, like it's what? not art it's crap it's not art it's just it's, it's shit just look at me look at me it's narcissism it's attention seeking it's it's all of that stuff it's like third what did, what are you expressing here okay we get it sex okay like, no, it's, like, it's just so out there and ridiculous. Oh, and this was funny. I want to play the audio so for this stupid. one because you can actually hear the little kids say, what are they doing to that bear? Oh, God. Hold on. Do I want to see this? Let me describe this one for you know anyone who's just listening and not what so there's a flow I'm not gonna lie, this is a little funny. It's terrible the kid is there, but this it is funny. funny. <laughs> the float's driving by guys, and there's a bear who's all tied up in these very special bondage knots, and he's kind of splayed out, um almost crucified. A stuffed animal bear, by the way. Animal bear. Clarify, not a gay male bear and not, not an animal bear. Yes. But a big a big stuffed teddy stuffed teddy on the float, you know, strung up there. And you know, the kid is saying, you know, mommy, what are they doing? What the heck are they the, doing to that the, bear? What are they doing to that bear? Son, you don't want to know. Mm. <laughs> Which is exactly why children do not belong yeah. at Pride. Yeah. Bingo. Like, they shouldn't be there. How, like, and I, there's more of this. Like, I'm this sure was, there is. I mean, we could go on. This was from Kesha's, you know, the advertisement from Kesha's performance at the New York City Pride yeah. event. You know, and it's very sexual. She's yeah. got these dudes in this, like, gimp outfit. Gimp masks. And yeah. A lot of nudity. A lot of, you know. So it's shock value. It's hip now. It's, like, it's Vogue. It's the mainstream. Uh, we oh, we talked we talked about it on uh, one of our last this episodes. One. Yeah, this. We talked this about This was Christina Aguilera at LA Pride in her She-Hulk costume with a big green strap-on. Yeah. And again, this was promoted as an all-ages event. <laughs> it's so gross. Yeah, it's like pick one. Like I'm just I said, like, hopefully, you know, one. all of this craziness and the fact that we're, you know, giving it the attention it's due and pointing out that we don't, you know, hopefully this is having some, you know, and this is another thing here. We have this, this group here, this uh, Skokie Pride Park people. You know, they've got the drag queen story on here and performances. And then, you know, also one of the performers here is basically naked with like a little like, you know, thing around their junk. Eat a cheeseburger. Honey. I'm just, Jesus like Christ. this isn't even drag. Like, I don't even, what do you call this? Like, it's it's kink shit, you know. That it looks, it looks all like forms of drag are valid. <laughs> How would you describe this, George, to to uh, audio only that's listeners? Not drag. I would describe so it's a very scrawny, thin, wayfish man, um, with some weird like I don't know if those are pasties or some sort of jewelry over his nipples. Some some sort of mask, like a bejeweled mask on his face, so you can't really see his facial expressions. And he's got uh, like um, strappy, like a strappy, uh, like a high heel on, and a g string, and a g string, and he's extremely hairy. 
So there's this like gender fuck kind of thing here, right? With but it's it's not cute. It's gross. <laughs> it's not drag. And also like the the makeup I thought was interesting. All of this like it's like almost like dirt. Like you're trying to make yourself look dirty. Oh, I thought that was hair. Uh, oh not. no, I think it's makeup. It's makeup. It's part yeah. of the it's part just, of the makeup. It's, it's part of the new Oh, you're right. Yeah, it's kind of like filth, girl. Filth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> like, you know, look, again, if people want to do this shit, do it. But why do, why do the kids have to be in the spaces in which these events are happening? Like I said, pick one. And then we pick got this one. one. You want the sex? Do the sex and have the kids not there. You can there. see the kid like, in the front row here. <laughs> And then she's just twerking and doing backflips. Damn. Okay. It's just whatever. I mean, those flips were impressive, though. Don't twerk in front of kids. Like, Jesus, why? Well, kids are twerking. Here's an idea. Don't twerk. Don't twerk. Stop it. I'm so fucking sick of it. Like, that. you know, it's like, God, can you do something? Can we go back to doing the, the... Mashed potato or something. Like, like let's bring something else. But can I stop seeing yeah. people twerk? That's the last thing I want to see. Let's bring back the chicken dance. Let's make everything. <laughs> yeah, can we just dance? Remember when we just went out and danced? No, the chicken dance, though. Let's make everything corny again. <laughs> bring camp back. Bring camp back. Yeah, then yeah. this one, this is just a picture of like uh, some Mr. Leather guy walking his uh, so bees, his bondage puppies. I think this and is then right behind them is children. This, this might be old, but I don't, old. At all. I don't get it. I they have like they have pup play, like actual nights at at one of the the bars here in Denver, and I'm like I don't get it. I don't understand. Yeah. Well, like you were saying earlier, there's there has to be some psychological thing there that's just not being addressed. And what we're doing is we're normalizing these things as identities now, as legitimate like lifestyles and all of that. And go do your thing, girl. You want to do that? Do your thing. But we're probably going to say something. We might address it. We might diagnose a bit. Maybe you should. And I want to stress this again. This is not bad. Yeah. This is queer. There's a big difference. And again, I did queer theory when I was in college. This shit, this is what they talk about. If you read the queer theory actual like papers and the and and stuff they've written, this is the shit it leads to. This is what they're talking about. This is what they want. If you and I will say this too. I don't know if anybody here follows James Lindsay. I was going to I was going to bring him up. I'm so glad you brought him up. James Lindsay is based James, I would I would do anything for that man. Josh has told James Lindsay to yeah. his face, my friend George is like obsessed with you. <laughs> it's true. Like that I would literally I would do anything. So we, we we had the pleasure of uh, of meeting him in Texas as well and, and we also got to meet Josh in person which was Delete block. <laughs> honestly it was really awesome like yeah, we got to like i ended up sitting next to him at the after party the entire time and it, we were just chatting and joking they and bonded it, over their love of it, boxing yeah we started talking about boxing and then that led to like all this other stuff he's really funny man he has a great sense of humor he's a very humble guy you know, I know people like might look at him and think like, oh, he's too abrasive on Twitter and or or like he's full of himself and like he's not. He's not on Twitter way too very, seriously. They it's do. A, it's a joke. Yes. It's a joke, and he's trolling people. Yeah, like, oh, he's good at it too. <laughs> good. At it, which makes him 
even hotter. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. I and I yeah, I don't mean to be that. I don't little aside, uh, fangirling over James. But I'm a super fan, and he just posted. He he. I don't know if you guys listen to to his podcast. Sometimes, sometimes, yeah. yeah. He did, he's doing, um, his discourses podcast has been fantastic. And he just did one this, this week about, um, drag queen story hour. It is a must listen to. We'll do that. It's like, it might be like an hour and a half, like an hour and a half, hour 45. I'm telling people, listen to it. He reads directly from a, a paper written by queer theorists Uh about drag story hour. And they tell you straight up, this is not about acceptance. It's about queering children. That's yeah. what this is about. They admit it. Yeah. He also, he posted uh, excerpts from that paper on Twitter, which is where I saw this. So anyone interested, you might you can find it on there too. He, had a, he has a whole thread yeah. of this paper, which I read some of. But, uh, but yeah, we we're should wrap it up here because I think George has to go. Oh yeah, we're at what? An we're, hour, we're at an hour-ish, 20. Hour-ish. We're close. But anyway, thank you so much, George, for joining us. Yeah. Let's Rock. do it again. This was so yeah. much fun. I can't wait to bounce more crazy gayness off of you. What do you mean? Oh my god, Brad, oh. that sounded dirty. You're <gasps> gonna bounce crazy gayness. Daniels, don't get jealous. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I, I hope that there was a time when I when I used to host the um, I used to host the uh, Halloween party at one of the gay um, uh, bars here. And um, as I said then, uh, don't bother putting a roofie in my, in my in my drink because it's just a waste of a roofie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you really know that. Just know. <laughs> what we what I would love to do also would be uh, like an episode with you and Josh and like the four of us could all. Oh, just, that can be fun. Oh my god, it would be so catty. It's gonna be that great. So much fun. Josh, so bitchy. We could have like a. Maybe we, you know, it would be fun, like a voice competition for the voice. We could all like see <laughs> who can do the voice. I'm talking, talking about the voice. Like, the voice. excuse me. What? Oh my God. Excuse Did you? Me. I'm going to cancel you. Are uh, you talking about Brent's real voice? Oh, <laughs> oh dear. All right, everybody. Uh, George, do you want to shout out any of your uh, social medias where people can find you, follow you, any of that? Or do you want to? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to shout out my Twitter uh, handle, um, which is, um, oh, wow, what is it? I don't even remember. I'll put it in the description. Jenny Gold 3. <laughs> oh, you're you're going to dox Jenny Gold? Yeah, it's Jenny Gold 3. I've, I've doxed myself. Yeah, follow me on Twitter. I'm a lot of fun. So yes, now everyone knows that you are the planner de Wendingos and prostituta. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody should follow George for sure. She's got <laughs> some funny tweets. Don't forget to like, subscribe, comment, share the show with your friends. And we love you. Give us money if you want. Uh, we love gay reparations. Yeah. We'll be back again soon with another one. Stay tuned for more short yes. videos. And bye-bye. Later. Bye, everyone.